You're listening to the Theater Talk Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Theater Talk. Today, I talked to Kristen Stokes. You may know Kristen as she starred as Annabeth in The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, on Broadway, off-Broadway, and on their national tour. Today, I talked to her about her journey, what it's like to make her Broadway debut, originating a character on Broadway, and so much more. So, let's get right into it. All right. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, How are you? Yeah. (laughs) I'm good. Um, So, are you doing a podcast? Yes, I do. Um, It's called The Theater Talk. I've been doing it since... I think the end of July. So it's kind of what I've been doing in quarantine. Awesome. That's an awesome quarantine project. Yeah. Um, where are you quarantined from? Well, I was quarantined in New York, but now recently I came out to California, which is where I'm originally from to be with my parents for the holidays. So I came out here in November and so and then I'm just gonna stay here until March basically oh uh if you don't mind me asking we're in California uh the San Francisco Bay Area oh no way I'm in San Jose are you really yeah. oh my gosh see I could have just hopped on down <laughs> socially distanced <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm in uh, Livermore right now actually oh cool yeah funny is that <laughs> Uh, Well, if you're ready, we can just get started. Yeah, awesome. Oh, and you know what? I just wanted to make sure I'm saying your name correctly. Is it Mm -hmm. Alina? Yes, it's Alina. Alina, perfect. (laughs) Cool. Um, So can you tell the listeners just a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, My name is Kristen Stokes. I was in The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. I played Annabeth Chase. And um, I was lucky enough to play her from the very, very beginning. So I got to kind of help develop her and, you know, the first one to ever sing her songs and all that stuff. And it was, you know, really, really exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, just going to say it now, Lightning Thief is my favorite musical. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you initially get started in performing? Well, my mom loves musicals and she used to play them all the time in the car. We'd always be singing to them, watching movie musicals. Um, And so that was kind of my first exposure. And she used to perform when she was in college. And so she kind of got back into it when I was around like nine, 10 years old. And I was a pretty outgoing child I would do all the talent shows and all that kind of stuff and so um there was a role in this musical for a kid and she was like oh Kristen just come audition with me I don't want to go by myself and so (laughs) I went with her and then that was it I was hooked I was like this is so cool to one be in a show and then two I also thought it was so neat to be in a show with adults because it immediately broke down the barrier of 
uh, a hierarchy of like kids versus adults. I was like, oh my gosh, no, adults are basically just kids, just slightly older, (laughs) (laughs) which sounds ridiculous. But at the time it was kind of a big, I don't know, epiphany. And, um, and it was just cool to be like, oh, wow, I could just do this forever. I could just play and have fun and make up characters and interact and create stories. And so that was kind of it. And so I grew up doing theater all over the Bay Area. I went to school for theater, um, college, and then I came back to the Bay Area. I got my equity card, uh, performed here for like three years, and then I went off to New York. Amazing. Yeah. I think one of the best things about theater is that we create these whole entire universes and we get to play characters who aren't ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you have, we kind of said this already, but when was that like exact moment when you realized that you wanted to do theater as a career? Um, I think for me, I don't know if there was that big aha moment. I feel like a lot of people when they answer this question, they're like, I was in high school or I was in college and I saw this show and it changed my life forever. I just have always done theater. And it was just, I was like, I don't know. I love doing it. I'm good at it. It's really fun. It can be a career. So why not? I, I honestly didn't even think twice about it. And it's probably because I had such supportive parents and my mom actually has a theater group for um, youths and whatever for uh, here in the Bay Area. So I grew up while she was kind of developing this, you know, um, theater company. And so I just, it was just the most natural thing. I didn't think twice about it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's starstruck, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in a way, it just became a second nature for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I wasn't at home, I was always at a theater. Yeah. Um, so you have been a part of The Lightning Thief since the very, very beginning. Um, yeah. How did you originally find out about it? Well, um, I did a workshop of a new musical, which I do a lot. That's kind of my favorite thing to do is and tons of new musical workshops. And the thing with that is sometimes they go somewhere like Lightning Thief or I was in another show called Fly By Night. And then other times you do the workshop and it might get a few other workshop productions and then that's it. So one of those workshops I did um, was this really weird musical called The Trouble With Doug about this guy who turns into a slug And I played his girlfriend. And actually that slug was um, Jeremy Morse. If you know him, he's in Waitress. He was in Waitress on Broadway. And anyway, um, that's how I met him. And Jason Sweet Tooth Williams, who's in Big More Chill. We all did that show together. um, Had the best time. And the director of that show was Stephen Brackett, who you may or may not know is the director of Lightning Yes. So about... A year and a half, almost two years later, I got a random call on my phone asking me to come audition for this show. And I was like, 
what is this? I knew the company, it was Theaterworks USA, but I was like, how did they even get my number? I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea what it was even for. I couldn't really hear what the audition was for, even on my voicemail, but I was like, yeah, why not? I'll go audition for this, sure. Um, and when I got the audition material, you know, one, it was way different at the very beginning. Two, the audition, you know, the, the part of the script that I had was the scene when we're in Medusa's house. But me not really knowing what the project was, because I barely even heard like what the project was called. I was just, I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just showing up. It was the scene, uh, the script read Auntie M in Annabeth. And I was like, is this like a weird Wizard of Oz <laughs> show? Like what is happening right now? And then while I was waiting to go in, Steven, the director came in the room and he was like, Stokes, how are you? And then he quickly was like, oh, you're playing Annabeth. She's a demigoddess. Her mom's Athena. She's really strong. Um, she's a tough girl, uh, but also have like dry comedic timing. Okay, go. I'll see you in there. And I was like, what the? <laughs> I was like, okay, now I know what I'm auditioning for. Um, and it wasn't even until after I got the part did I, was I then like, okay, the lightning thief, Percy J. Jackson. Okay. Yes. I've heard of this. Blah, blah, blah. And then I did some research and I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. This is a huge story <laughs> and role. And um, yeah, but it was also, you know, it was just a two week workshop. Again, it was a very small thing. So it wasn't like auditioning, knowing that you're going to be in this huge show that has this huge following and it's going to be on Broadway but like it was no it was like low low stakes so that's kind of my story <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah because if I'm correct you guys just performed for schools right mm -hmm. yeah so this was actually um so Theaterworks USA they make shows that are about an hour long and that are based off of uh young adult novels and children's books and they create these one hour musicals that tour around the country at different schools and different events. And so this, and they get a lot of amazing writers and directors and all these people who have worked on Broadway um, to come and workshop and kind of create and fill out these one hour productions. And so that's what I was doing. I was there to help create this one hour show. I did a two week workshop. And then we came back a few months later with different songs and a new cast, except for me. And <laughs> then it was about, okay, how do we put this up on stage? What would a set look like? How does it look like for the um, actors and the stage manager? Because they're the only people touring with this show. We're the ones who have to build the set and break down the set and make sure our costumes are organized and get the sound. And so... It's only the actors, which is why the cast is so small. It was meant for people who can travel in a van with a stage manager. And that is it. And they travel the country. So I didn't actually travel and tour with it. I was just kind of a part of making the show, working out all the kinks. And we did break down and build a set and would get up at like 3 a.m. So we could like drive somewhere and then set up and then do six shows and then break it down and blah, 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 you know. So I did that for a month just to kind of test drive the show. Um, and uh, so then later on, people could take it out and other casts can go and tour it. Yeah, that's amazing. 
So what was your reaction to hearing about the national tour? Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was so excited. I've always wanted to tour. Um, it was my first tour and I was just elated that we got to share this show around the United States. And I got to be with some of my best friends traveling the country, doing a show that I love and just having a blast. It was really, really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, was it kind of uh, stressful just having to like move theater to theater and having to reblock everything because it's a very intricate show when it comes to like the combat and that stuff oh my gosh yes you got it girl it is it is intricate well they kind of helped us with that as far as like spacing where um unless you came up on stage with us you would never know this but actually the floor of our set was carpet so we were performing on carpet, like really thin carpet. And it was laser printed to make it look like a wooden stage, but it wasn't. It was all carpet. Oh. So every house we'd go to, they kind of knew all the different theaters that we were going to go to. They took the biggest stage and the smallest stage and they like created the measurements for our set to be able to expand to that. So the carpet was one size. So no matter where the carpet was, that's where the set was going to be laid out. And all they would have to do is just roll out the carpet and then boom, 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 put up the set because sometimes we'd be in a space for only a few nights or we had one time where we were only in a space for one day, which is cuckoo, but we did it. And having the carpet laid out with all our spike marks and it really helped with us getting reoriented to the space because you're right it's you're in all these different theaters some are huge we were performing in houses that were you know over 2,000 seat theaters and then sometimes we perform in one that was like a thousand or whatever you know everything is is very different so that actually helped I think the hardest thing which I was not expecting or thinking about is actually one traveling through different seasons so we started off in January and then we traveled all the way through the end of July and so we had a lot of different seasons and we were traveling to different climates different altitudes different you know the humidity and dryness and all seasonal allergies like I don't have allergies, but now I'm like, oh no, I have allergies. Cause you <laughs> go to a different part of, you know, just even the United States and they have different plant life around. And that's something I never would have thought about. But when you are traveling from all these different types of variables and environment, it really affects your body. It affects how you sing It affects your whole like nasal cavity and you are like oh my gosh I never even thought about what it would be to sing like in super high altitude I'll let you in on a secret it feels like you're singing into a pillow and you can't <laughs> get your voice out you're just like I'm singing so hard into this pillow but it's it's just air <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> yeah uh, was it difficult to be able to stay healthy while traveling yeah, it was. Um, I We all did a pretty good job about staying healthy. And again, 
you know, I mean, and it's funny now to, I feel like everyone is so much more aware because of this year and coronavirus and where germs come from and everyone's, you know, afraid to travel on planes. But like when you're on tour, you're on planes all the time and you're doing stage door all the time and you're in new hotels and it's just germ city. It is germ city and you just never know. You just have to like face the fact that you're going to get sick from somewhere and it's not your fault and you can only do the best that you can with, you know, staying hydrated, eating good food, which is kind of hard to do when you're traveling so much um, and exercising and just trying, you know, that's kind of what your day is filled up is staying healthy, doing everything you can to be healthy. And then you perform at night and then you go to bed and then get up and then you do it all over again. Yeah, that sounds uh, kind of hard just because if I were traveling around the country, <laughs> I'd want to eat everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so kind of moving on from touring, what was your reaction to hearing about going to have the show on Broadway? Oh my gosh. I mean, if you thought I was excited about tour, <laughs> I was quadruple excited about Broadway. That has always been a dream of mine just to be on Broadway, but not just to be on Broadway. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on Broadway in an original show originating a role as a lead. I was like, what is going on? I was thinking maybe, oh, you know, maybe I get understudy on Broadway one day. And then, oh, maybe if I'm lucky enough, I get to originate a role and or be a lead. But to knock it all out of the park in one go was incredible. Um, I remember when I got the phone call from our lead producer, he called me and I, he actually, he left a voicemail because I didn't pick up his call. I missed it. And I heard his voicemail and it sounded, he was like, Kristen, I need you to call me, you know, and it sounded like very serious. And I was like, "Uh Oh, what's happening. And this is, uh, we found out our last week of tour. So I was like, what's going on? What's happening? And so I call him back and he was like, what are you doing this fall? And I was like, uh, I don't know, Carl, what? And he was like, well, we've had interest from the Long Acre Theater, and so I think we're going to do the Lightning Thief there, and blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of kept rolling along. And in my mind, I was like, okay, the Long Acre, which regional theater is the Long Acre? Where are they located? Like, I had no idea. He just kind of said the name of the theater. And then I was like, so where is this going to be, Carl? And he was like, oh. Kristen, it's Broadway. The Long Acre is Broadway, Kristen. We're going to Broadway. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, that's how you lead in this conversation. You say, congratulations, we're going to Broadway at this theater. Because the way he said it, I was just like, what, what, like, you know, theater company is going to produce our show, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was very, very, very exciting. <laughs> yeah. You do not downplay something like that. Exactly. <laughs> you start off the phone conversation. We're going to Broadway. That's how you start off the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you guys went back into uh, rehearsal for Broadway, um, what was that like? Just because, I mean, you guys were already touring together. But what, were there any changes that guys had to make to the show when going into Broadway? Well, um, so we had a very unique situation um, where, so 
theaters on Broadway, they usually kind of have like a wait list of shows that are ready to go in. And as soon as people find out that a show is closing, then they see, okay, who's available? And it's kind of a race to hop in on the free space. So our producers, you know, when they found out that the prom was closing, they contacted Longacre. So that was the same theater that we were at. And they were like, is anyone going in? We want to go in. Um, and they said, well, you know, we do have a show going in uh, end of January, beginning of February, but the fall slot, we, it, it's open. So they hopped on it right away, which meant that we did not have any time to put the show up. In fact, we, so it was basically a direct transfer of what we did on tour. And I'm, and we would have loved to have more time if we would have known we had, we were going to Broadway, you know, there was so much, we had so many more ideas and so many other things that we wanted to do, but we had very limited time. The week of our first preview. So we had our first preview on Friday. That's when the audience comes in, if you don't know. <laughs> and we had two rehearsals Monday and Tuesday inside the rehearsal space. Wednesday, we moved into the theater and reblocked and saw all the tech and got everything did a run through dress rehearsal on Thursday with like new photos Friday, we were doing the show in front of an audience. So it was cuckoo, crazy, never done before fast. Um, so the, that's the long answer. The short answer is no, we made, <laughs> we made zero changes. We wanted to make changes, but that was the way our deal worked in order to get as much time in the theater as possible. We had to go in immediately. Yeah. Um, so what was your opening night experience like for Broadway? Uh, it was really magical. We, um, it was really cool because before the show, um, we did a ceremony where if you are making your Broadway debut, you get to come and, um, oh gosh, what did we even do? You like get to like ring a bell and everyone says, welcome to Broadway, Kristen. You know, everyone's <laughs> around. And so um, our whole cast, except for Chris, were all making their Broadway debuts. So we had a very long, really super fun um, welcome to Broadway ceremony and, you know, some speeches from our producers. And it was just like a night filled with a lot of fun and it was it was very much just like a victory of like we did it this is awesome this is incredible we had the show it was so fun the audience was electric <laughs> and um and then afterwards we had um we got to get all dressed up and then like do the red carpet and do all the different interviews for all the different news outlets and then we had our party at this big um, like really cool uh, bowling alley. It's called Bowlmore and it has like video games and bowling and like cool lights and a bar and food and blah, 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 blah. And so it was just a really, really fun um, night with all of our friends and family. Amazing. Yeah. Um, if someone were to tell like your high school self that you were going to make uh, your debut on Broadway as a lead and originating a character, would you have believed it? <laughs> 
No, I would have been like, uh, that sounds nice. How do I do that? But (laughs) (laughs) definitely not. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to aspiring actors? Hmm. I would say that you have to find what makes you special. It's, it's really a journey about, you know, even though you're playing different characters and all these different stories, the only way you're going to connect with those characters and their stories is if you're living your own and if you know who you are, because that's going to be the best and only way to connect to another person is knowing yourself inside and out and how this person you're portraying is also a reflection of yourself. Um, And then once you kind of know yourself, know the type of art that you want to make, um, then you get to kind of toot your own horn. There's a lot of, I think, um, you know, actors are always like, oh, what's my type? Or, Or they're like, well, I don't have a type. I'm everywhere. I don't fit in anything. And I think, I don't know if either of those are correct. It's kind of about just owning who you are and being so steadfast in that. And then you know if you're right for something or if you're not right for something or when you walk into the room, people see that. They see that in you and they see, oh, this person has some energy about them. They have confidence. They can feel that you know about yourself and who you are and you're going to be making bold choices. Um, And I think that can only lead you down the path of, you know, having the most fun and, and, and you'll get, and you'll figure out where you want to go. Cause I think it also is important to determine what you personally deem as a successful career. It doesn't have to be Broadway. It doesn't have to be getting on a national tour. It could be, I want to, you know, constantly be performing and what does that look like, you know, or I want to be, um, oh, traveling the world and doing something, or I actually just like being a vocalist and, you know, I want to be in search of Soleil and be a vocalist or, you know, there's so many different avenues for actors to go into. And I think sometimes we get lost that there's only one way to go. I have to do it this certain way. And there's just a million other ways. And, you know, we're creative. So, use that creativity and think outside the box and really hone in on what's going to make you happy and feel successful. That's amazing advice. You literally sent me into like my own (laughs) (laughs) self-reflection. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, those are all my general questions, except I do have one because when I was researching stuff to ask you, I saw that you do something called combat belting. Uh, yes (laughs) which is um what exactly is that that was kind of a joke but slash I really do put that on my resume it's basically what Sarah Beth and I do and put you in your place where we are belting to the rafters and doing stage combat like our life depends on it and so I'm like this is a skill I'm putting it on my resume. <laughs> I dare anyone to be riffing and doing a cartwheel like I literally do in the show. I'm singing my highest note probably of the show and doing two cartwheels on stage. It's crazy. 
So I'm like, I'm, I'm proud of that. I worked hard. I'm putting it on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. When I was looking at it, I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. And so I have two questions from some listeners. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So one was when they first introduced you to the song, My Grand Plan, how did you feel about it? I was so excited because up until that point, Annabeth didn't have a song. Um, and it really kind of gives her an opportunity to talk a little bit what she's about. You know, Annabeth, if you don't know the books and also asterisk, I'm also going to say that even from the time that Lightning Thief was developed up until now, the outlook on strong girls and tough girls has changed. And so before, and this was always my fear with Annabeth, but it, it was disproven. You could see a character like Annabeth. And if you don't get a song from her, if you don't really know her backstory, you're like, who is this bossy babe? Who is this girl? just bossing this guy around and she's so annoying and blah, 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 blah. And my grand plan gave the audience and people who don't know the show a little insight into why she is the way she is and just helps us connect and understand her a bit more. And Annabeth deserves her own song because she is awesome. Yeah. She's right up along there with Percy. And so they... I think with the creation of that song too, Annabeth got a bigger character boost, which she deserves. She's a huge, huge part of all the books, but especially the first book. Um, and, you know, and it's also such a cool relationship to see these two people become so close and such good friends by the end of the story. And I think that was also important to have her be a bigger part of the story was one um she is vital to Percy completing this quest and two for people to see a story where there is a female lead and a male lead and they're not in love and that and because that I can literally not even think of a show where they don't eventually like you know make out you know, and I, I, it's just so important to be like, no, this is a guy and this is a girl and their journey is they learn how to help each other become more of themselves. Amazing. Um, so another one is what is your favorite book in the series and why? Oh, I feel like it changes. I don't know why I love Sea of Monsters. I love Sea of Monsters. I think it's because I love the scene. Well, one, it's like all Percy and Annabeth. That's probably mm -hmm. why I like it. <laughs> and Grover is hilarious. Um, sorry, Trapped with the Cyclops. And, um, but I think the scene where they're going past um, the sirens is really beautiful, where Annabeth's curiosity about, you know, what they're going to tell her, what her truth is. She, that's, that's all Annabeth. She is so curious and she's, she's willing to do what it takes to, you know, know herself and, and know as much information as they're in the world. And I think it's really beautiful that, you know, 
Percy helps her in that and then also kind of rescues her when she goes off the deep end. Um, and then I also really love um, the labyrinth. Yeah. What's that, four? Um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, I always get three and four mixed up. <laughs> I love um, the labyrinth one, number four. That one's really, really fun. Yeah, I really like that one too, especially because Annabeth gets to lead the quest. Totally, totally. Yeah, and I just came up with this one, um, mm-hmm. but what was it like to perform uh, in San Jose, especially because you grew up in the Bay Area watching shows here and there, so what was it like to perform there as a lead? It was so cool. Uh, it felt like a huge, huge homecoming. I mean, I had so many people come to cheer me on as just someone from the Bay Area, and then also people from my mom's theater company and just people I've grown up doing theater with in the Bay Area. It was such an awesome homecoming. And before when that theater used to be musical theater of San Jose, um, I did get the opportunity to perform with them in the show Gypsy, but I was an understudy. So I never actually performed on the stage. I was ready. I was waiting. I did understudy rehearsals, but I was always in the dressing room every night. Um, so it was really cool to come back and actually get to perform there. And, and of course, growing up, seeing so many shows at, you know, at that uh, theater as well. It was, it was very, very cool. Full circle moment. Yeah, totally. I mean, I really want to perform on that stage as well, just because it's made my love for theater grow so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you had amazing answers. Um, you Great were, questions. Thank you. And you were such a joy to talk to. I'm actually going to be at Starstruck in January, so I'll see you then. You are? What are yes. you doing? I'm doing the Workshop Junior thing. Oh, oh my God. So great. So we'll get to work together. Yeah. Oh, cool. I can't wait for see, uh, to see you then. Um, yeah, that'll be so exciting. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to let you get going and have okay. an amazing day. Awesome. You too. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Theater Talk. Kristen was so, so incredibly kind. So nice to talk to. She was amazing. And she had some pretty great answers. I hope you guys learned a thing or two from today's episode. And I'll see you all next week. Bye.